in the midst of nothingness and unknowing Follow the compass that my heart is showing listening to will work for food so if you're a new guest yes welcome to the party if you um have listened a few times or once or twice thank you so much for coming back i hope that everyone keeps joining us each couple weeks to learn about new things and hear from really awesome people um i know each week I'm pretty hype on my social media about sharing these interviews and I'm like, I know the coolest person and they share the best things. But that is always true for me. Um, In each moment when I share that after an interview, I just, you know, especially from this one, I walked away. um, Well, I mean, I'm just sitting on my bed, but mentally I walked away feeling like I learned some things that I can actually really apply to my life and I'm so excited to share those things with you. Um, So that interview today will be done with Angie and I met Angie through a mutual friend when I was traveling in New Mexico and I went up to Taos to meet her and a couple other people. Um, And I only was with her for about maybe an hour, a little bit more, but I just knew that she is a light and has so much to share. So As always, I'm really excited to share this week's episode with you. Um, Also, I usually give exciting travel or life updates at the beginning of the podcast, but right now I'm kind of laying low while I wait for this court case um, to move forward, and if you're interested in hearing about what I was arrested for, things like that, um, you can listen to my last episode that I published. I won't get into it now, but you can hear all about that. It's a really short episode really informational and a lot of things that people really need to know of and be aware of. So, you know, I have to kind of hold off on plans and things like that while I'm waiting to see what happens with this case. So as always, I will keep you updated. Um, Before we move forward, I wanted to remind you that a while ago, well, that was at the end of last year, I wrote a travel guide on how to travel the USA with little to no money. Um, It's still out there. You can go to wanderwoman.online and find that there. Um, I sound like an ad even though it's my own product Um, and it will help you save a lot of money but I realized that I haven't given that travel guide enough credit or about it as much as I'd wanted to so I just wanted to remind you that hey this still exists in the world. And last side note, if you ever want to be a guest on this podcast or you know someone who you think would make a great guest, um, let me know. I like to share, you know, things about lifestyle, whether it be veganism, travel, mindfulness, um, whatever it is. We're trying to get to know a bunch of different people on this podcast. I have episodes where I interviewed someone who went to China and got arrested for saving dogs um, who were going to be used for their flesh, you know, eaten. I've res- er, rescued, I've interviewed a police officer um, who's now a 911 operator, and he shares all of his stories and lessons that he's learned. So we're really all over the place and in a good way. So if you know anyone that would be great to interview or you yourself would, just let me know. All right, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. So... Everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Angie today. Um, Angie, I just said your name, but do you just want to tell us your full name and what pronouns you use? Hi, I'm just Angie Fernandez. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here to talk about all kinds of wonderful good stuff. Yes, we're going to talk about so many wonderful good things. Um, I met Angie through a mutual friend when I was, well, actually, I still haven't met this friend in person, but when I was in New Mexico, um, he recommended that I should meet up with Angie and a couple other people. So while I was over there in Taos, um, we got some tacos, and I got to meet Angie for a little bit, and everyone just seemed so wonderful. So that was a super nice connection to have. 
Yes, it was. That was a lot of fun getting to know you that night. I know. That was cool. Um, and if you can tell from the recording, we're Skyping right now. We're not in the same place. So the connection may be a little bit off, but we're still going to get some really good stuff out of this interview. Um, so the first things that I like to do is like ask a couple questions to get to know people. So Angie, I haven't used these questions before. Um, so you get to be the first person <laughs> for these. But I have two questions to get to know you. The first one is, what do you first notice about someone else when you meet them? Hmm. Okay, that's a fun one. <laughs> um, I think probably the way they carry themselves. Like, are they smiling? Are they sad? So maybe like an emotion that they might that might be going on. Body language. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I would say, yeah, the way they carry themselves would be the first thing that I observe. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. And the second question is, what do you think people first notice about you? And I would say, like, the first thing is, like, your spirit. You're just like, yeah. Um, So if that is also your answer, like, what do you think people, you know, pick up from you? Yeah, um, I definitely, my smile because it's always on. Yeah. And um, I have an identical twin sister, and I didn't realize how much I smiled until I watched her for a little while, and I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, that girl smiles all the time, but people tell me all the time. So, yeah, that's definitely the first thing they pick up on is my smile, yes. my joy. So maybe it radiates or, you know, whatever. It could be felt. No, it definitely, I feel like I'm always smiling when I'm talking to you. So, definitely. Um, so, was there anything else you wanted to share about yourself? Like, where you're at, what you like to do, anything like that, before we get into everything? Um, well, something that is fun to share is um, I live in a tiny home. And oh. I've been doing that four years. And... So I've learned a lot in the tiny home, and it's so funny um, because there's so much we think we need. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as I give a tour of my tiny home, it's funny because I could be like, and here's my library, (laughs) and here's my, you know, greenhouse. And if I move this table, I have a yoga slash dance studio. So, you know, there's all these things in this wonderful tiny little space, um, Mm -hmm. just really learning how to you know, work with the space I have. But so I gave up uh, uh, things Mm -hmm. for experiences, you know, I don't bring things home, but I'm out enjoying life and eating and traveling and whatever. And um, so that's definitely something fun about me that, yeah, I hope more people get to, you know, experience like that. For sure. And that's what we're all going to learn about today from you, which I'm really excited to hear about. Um, oh, that is the coolest. I didn't know you lived in a tiny home, but it makes sense. Uh, Yeah. Well, and just for future reference, there's a video on YouTube. It's called Angie's house lifestyle and Mm -hmm. it's a tour of my tiny home. It's about two and a half minutes long and it'll give you like, that was a couple of years ago. So I've definitely gotten way better at tiny home living. And so it's more fun. But, um, but yeah, so that's just something fun to check out. For sure. We'll add the link to that in this bio, actually, so people can go look at it if they want to awesome. after they listen. Um, so Angie and I are going to do a little bit of a series um, on, I mean, it's not one subject. It's a lot of subjects of being um, more mindful, sustainable living, things like that. But we're going to break it down and we're going to share it in a few different podcast episodes. But the first thing that we are going to talk about is, or I guess are, the six R's. Can you tell me about those a little bit? Yeah. So what I've created is six R's for environmental well-being. A lot of us are very familiar with the, you know, the three R's of reduce, reuse, recycle. But I've actually added a few other ones, which also include to rethink, refuse, and reconnect. Yes, which I'm sure a lot of us don't know that much about. And that's, I'm just saying that from, you know, living out in the world, watching people and myself um, all day, especially working at a restaurant. 
Um, so do you want to tell us what exactly these six R's do in our life, how we can use them? You can just get right into it. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really important, I'm finding, that we be active in our um, in just how we respond to what is going on lifestyle choices and how they affect the planet. Mm -hmm. And so we're very used to the reduce, reuse, recycle, but, you know, it's important that we start adding, being a little bit more mindful every day and really creating that uh, habit. You know, it Mm -hmm. really doesn't take that much, um, but a little mindfulness to start thinking differently. And if we think differently and create new habits, even just a little bit at a time, it can really make a large effort. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, one thing like even reducing, you know, one thing I'm really big on is we brought our own container. So whether it be a container to the coffee shop, Mm-hmm. Well, if I visit a coffee shop 52 times a year, that's 52 cups and lids that I just saved, you know? And so just being one person, that makes a major savings. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, so really thinking about them a little deeper and creating lifestyle choices, a lifestyle of habits even, um, really can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And so like number one being reduce which we're familiar well what does that mean you know there's so many ways that we could reduce and like I mentioned you know bringing our own coffee cup or our water bottle Mm -hmm. um, and refilling it places that will reduce a lot of trash just on that item alone but we can purchase items in bulk you know a lot of grocery stores now offer those um bulk selections Mm -hmm. and the nice thing I like about that is you know I could bring my own packaging to the um grocery store and get shampoo you know um different cleaning products you know just laundry detergent but then also food Mm -hmm. and the thing I like about shopping at the the bulk bin is you know not only are we reducing the amount of trash that's on the planet We can reduce the amount of trash that we're putting in our body because if you look at the the bulk sections, a lot of the times it's going to be whole foods. Mm -hmm. So whether it's rice or oatmeal or popcorn, you know, these are foods that are closest to nature. So not only are we reducing the amount of trash on the planet or the trash for our body, but we're also producing the fossil fuel usage that it took for the, you know, large manufacturers to, you know, ship something from, you know, point A to point B to get processed, Mm -hmm. you know, salsa is an excellent example of this. Um, So let's say my salsa is manufactured in New Jersey, but the tomatoes come from, California, the onions from Texas, the peppers from New Mexico, and the garlic from China, mm-hmm. which is often the case. Gar- uh, China has market on garlic. It's ridiculous. Oh. But anyway, so they all get shipped over to the, you know, warehouse to be packaged, and that's a lot of fossil fuels already just used to bring all that stuff to me, mm-hmm. or to the packaging facility. And then there's the fossil fuels used to bring it to me, where I can reduce that activity, the fossil fuels associated there by supporting my local farmer and making the salsa myself, which takes less than five minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, making it myself will be healthier, you know, because there's not going to be any added chemicals and then I'm not stuck with a jar and, you know, whatever that now I have to rinse and ri- I guess I would rinse it anyways, but, you know, and then having that step of recycling, you know, that's extra work. I'm all about the no work method right (laughs) but so even chopping once and eating twice so I can make that salsa which is the peppers the you know tomato onion is also the same ingredients in spaghetti sauce you know so I would make it fresh and then I can heat it up later and change the spices and so I've you know eaten the same meal but only having to wash dishes one time so therefore reducing water it's really a whole way to just looking at things, you know, and being 
resourceful. But so reducing, you know, we can reduce the packages that we choose and really like an excellent way for us to get an idea of where we can personally reduce in our lifestyle Mm -hmm. is to look at not only the money we're spending, but also look what's in our garbage. Because if we look what's in our garbage, we can see our lifestyle choices Mm -hmm. and we can see the choices and be like, hmm, what am I willing to give up? Because sometimes the package is worth it and, you know, it is our joy. And so don't lose your joy for life, you know, mm-hmm. but cut first where you're willing to. And um, so that's one way to reduce is, you know, examining our lifestyle and being mindful of how we purchase things, mm-hmm. but also being wise with our portion size. A lot of the times we might buy things without and, and use them like shampoo or condition or or toothpaste mindlessly it's mm-hmm. like how much will really the the trick mm-hmm. you know a lot of the times like laundry detergent it'll say you know this contains 42 loads but if we're not mindful in measuring it we're not going to get those 42 loads right and then we also need to we should also consider what the company is suggesting the four 42 loads they want us to use as much soap as possible so we'll be uh, continuing to give in to the money you know to their profits so we can use just a little less if we're wise with portion size um but that can also go with a coffee cup you know if i forget to bring my cup to the coffee shop do i have to have the largest cup you know, can I use a smaller cup? That's going to be less trash on my planet. And maybe that's, I uh, get less of a joy since I forgot my own cup, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So those are just a few thoughts on how we can reduce. Right. Um, and I didn't even think of some of those. So the main ones that stuck with me is you can reduce the packaging that you use. Um, you can reduce like emissions and all the resources it took to make that by buying in bulk, by watching your portion size, and you can reduce the trash or whatever. You can reduce within your own body by watching what you're buying, you know, buying in bulk for Whole Foods, things like that. I haven't even, I've never even, none of those thoughts have crossed my mind sometimes. Like, I feel like I'm, you know, mindful (laughs) a lot, but... Yeah, those are new things for me, so that's really cool. Yeah, well, you know, and and definitely, like, one thing, you know, because I did go to school for this, and we'll probably talk about that later, but Mm -hmm. living in a tiny home, you know, I'm mindful of everything that walks in that door, because I only have space for it, so it's given me the advantage of how to think a little bit uh, deeper into what I'm bringing in the door. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's right. So the first one is reuse on the list. Reduce. Reduce. Okay. So oh, sorry. Discuss- yeah, yeah, reduce. No. Oh, sorry. The second one is reuse. Correct. Yes. And so, you know, almost many items are reusable. You just kind of have to um, use your imagination. Um, like, uh, let's say an old T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before we... Uh, throw it away in the trash could it be cut up and you know as and turned into a a towel Mm -hmm. that you know we can clean something with therefore uh by reusing that item we can um reduce our our use or need for you know paper towels but like even t-shirts like you know because we all have that favorite Mm -hmm. t-shirt um you know it's like when it's life is over because it has too much you know it's just not wearable anymore. You know, we can actually turn that t-shirt to a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many online ways to, to do it. There's even a, a note. I bet. Yeah. You could turn it into a bag, a pillowcase, you know, it could be, be sewn into a quilt, you know, but bags is definitely one thing I, um, like us to reuse. Cause even, you know, my grandmother used to reuse her bread bag bags and you know the citrus bags that we get at the grocery store that the oranges come in mm-hmm. like I just cut the the part off that you know says oranges or whatever and I'll like, tie a knot there and I'll keep keep reusing it and I can put tomatoes or onions all kinds of different things just by reusing those citrus bags but there's so many items 
that we, you know, are in contact with every day that when we're done, it's like, we could just examine, you know, and be like, hmm, can this be reused? Because even our trash, um, you know, this year I'm working on a, a project for my garden, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where, where I'm using a lot of trash items, um, especially from the coffee shop that I work at. So I'm using other people's coffee cups and like milk jugs or whatever to become container gardens. Oh. And so it's like, yeah, yeah. Who needs to go buy those plastic containers and get all fancy with gardening when gardening can actually be free? Because another thing I do is if I'm cutting a tomato for dinner, guess what? There's seeds in there. Right. If my soil container is ready, I just turn around and I plant that. And guess what? In a few months, I will have tomatoes for free. Right. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, just thinking that everything can be reused, you know, looking at things differently, um, you'd be surprised what we can come up with. Oh, definitely. Those are, yeah, those are really helpful tips. I try, um... I save all the bread bags and, like, the plastic Ziploc bags that we use. And I think my roommates kind of are like, what are you doing? Because they're always in the sink because I'm trying to reuse them. We have so many of them. Um, You know, because we're just buying groceries and everything comes in some sort of packaging. And it makes me a little crazy sometimes. Yeah, well, that's awesome that you're doing what you can. And I appreciate that, you know. Our children appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. uh, But, yeah, you'd be surprised um, when you give up plastic how much plastic you end up with because I myself am very so mindful. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people give me things in bags, and it's I have this endless supply of plastic bags even though, you know, I rarely buy things in the plastic bag. So, yeah. Right. You know, that you're doing one tip on that though is never um using a bag that has like meat in there like i, I know you're vegan right yeah yeah you know definitely but you know because there's it could be bacterial growth in there so definitely um trying to stay away from things that contain meat would be my only suggestion on when you're reusing the bag yeah so, that would make sense yeah that would make a lot of sense Cool. Okay. So the next one was recycle. Yes. And so I do encourage recycling whenever possible, but it's important for us to recognize that there's a lot of fossil fuel usage associated with that system. So it can sometimes lead us into a a false comfort. We're like, yay, I'm recycling everything. What a good citizen I am. But it's like, the recycling, you know, it has to be transported somewhere. So that's mm. fossil fuels. And then it's like, okay, um, the factory, recycling factory needs to be fired up. There's more fossil fuels. So it's really more beneficial for us to implement the other R's mm-hmm. before you know, and thinking of recycling, you know, as, yeah, if we could implement the other R's, then we're not having to recycle so much and recycling is actually work for us also because then we're rinsing out that container and sorting it and you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of things and then of course each community is going to be different on what they have to offer so I really even encourage people to find out what your uh, community offers as far as recycling goes because oftentimes items aren't recyclable so mm-hmm. then the, the municipality or whoever is paying for the recycling facility they're spending a lot of money for people to dig through our recycling to take out what's not even available in our community mm-hmm. so if you are going to take advantage of the recycling system know what your community has to offer that is a really good tip i don't think that we often have to think about you know when we throw things away or when we recycle like what's the process going to be for this item yeah, because then, too, like, you know, a lot of places only take clean plastics. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people will throw their dirty plastics. So there's actually, like, a whole system. And to me, this is where I like the, the shopping and bulk item. Because let's say if I were to buy a jar of peanut butter at the grocery store and I have to wash it out um, so it can be recycled, why don't I just hold on to that washed-out jar and it is my peanut butter jar for life? Right. You know, 
or I could take it to the coffee shop and then it's my coffee mug for life or until it you know till its life is over whatever like you know going to the whole reusing and reducing you know we can really have a major impact you know on skipping the step of recycling and taking care of it ourselves that yes yes that makes a lot of sense okay so we you've you jazzed up the reduce, reuse, recycle for us and taught me more than I've ever learned about that. <laughs> All right. Um, well, awesome. So let's get into the three that you've added. Okay. So rethink being one of them. Um, and if we rethink our needs or our lifestyle choices, as I mentioned earlier, you know, check your trash. What's in there that you can rethink? And, you know, rethinking, because a lot of times our trash comes from packaging things that are new. Mm -hmm. So we can ask ourselves a few questions before we purchase things. And that's the whole rethink thing. Can, um, so, and by asking this question, we can not only reduce trash, but possibly save money. And of course, reduce the fossil fuels associated with the manufacturing and shipping that whole you know scenario I just talked about but um yeah so asking questions like do I really need it mm-hmm. or can it be purchased secondhand whether it's a thrift shop online can I borrow it can I purchase it local because that's another thing we should really uh look more into shopping local and supporting our local businesses sometimes yes we might have to pay a little more but, you know, I would hand a homeless person on the street money. Why would I not give a couple extra dollars to my local business that is trying to survive, that probably going to donate, you know, to our children's causes or give back into the community in some way? Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, it is worth it to, to pay a little extra to support our local um, local businesses. Mm-hmm. But, and then, too, also at rethinking well, what is the smartest packaging or sourcing? You know, because even like right now, coffee, you were very familiar with fair trade. Right. Uh, coffee or chocolate and yay, you know, that's a step in the right direction that we're trying to source things more mindfully. But then after a few years, things get greenwashed and, you know, regulations change, standards change for the big businesses, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to still qualify. And so right now there's actually direct trade, which is the, you know, best standard for something like coffee or chocolate. And that's, you know, but so where we think fair trade is the best, you know, direct trade is going to be it's something different. So it's an ever changing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so thinking about and the packages of things, you know, where they they come from, like a lot of things now are in Terra packs and tetra packs that's what it's called but yeah what are those so that's something like maybe an almond milk might might come in that has like the foil on the inside or some kind of you know and those things are difficult to um those are those things are difficult to um take apart Mm -hmm. so it's almost possible to recycle but here's where i can rethink right so uh, almond milk um Instead of purchasing it in that container, which not only that trash is going to be around for a while, you know, whatever, um, there's also additives in there. Mm-hmm. So even though it's a great alternative to dairy, like, I don't know what some of these additives are. So for me, I make my homemade almond milk, and I don't have a fancy blender. Mm-hmm. You know, I have limited electricity in my tiny home. <laughs> so what I do is I go I get the almond butter in bulk. And I'll throw like two tablespoons in a jar with water, shake it around, maybe add a dash of, you know, um, maple syrup if I want to sweeten it. I have my homemade almond milk that I didn't have any packaging or any of the chemicals and any of the processing that went with that. It was straight. So, you know, just rethinking how we get things um, can really make a difference. And, you know, it doesn't take that long. It takes like less than 30 seconds to shake up a glass of almond milk. I'm so excited to try that. I've always like done it with the blender and used old pantyhose to filter it out and such, but I cannot wait. I feel like, I feel like there's a good amount of vegans that listen to this, you know, so they're all into the almond milk and they're probably going to be like, yes. 
Yeah, and and you know, not just for vegans, but right. other people, because we should start thinking, you know, a little bit more. Uh, and hopefully, everyone can take a break because I can't wait till we get on the the food one um, mm-hmm. because milk actually you know has its own process on what it does to the body and the planet versus you know all kinds of things so yeah almond milk is not just for vegans you know definitely not but but yeah they're definitely at the forefront of purchasing it but yeah Yeah. everyone's health benefits of skipping the saturated fats associated with the dairy industry for sure for sure yeah that's gonna be good stuff to talk about so the next one, reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink, um, was that... It's refuse. Oh, refuse. I couldn't read my own writing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no worries. I got you. But um, yeah, so refuse. Because it's actually amazing how much trash gets forced upon us mm-hmm. in the name of customer service. Mm-hmm. Like I could walk up to a bar and here's a cocktail napkin and a straw and a lemon and in the name of customer service, and I didn't ask for any of that. Right. So I'm always, like, upfront with my servers, and I'm like, you know, by the way, I'm trying to have, a, you know, as waste-free an experience as possible, so if you can help me with that. And, you know, a lot of the times, like, because I'm polite, you know, people will try really hard to help me, but, you know, and some servers, they're just not quite there because it changes mm-hmm. their routine. So me also being patient as they try and figure things out or, you know, if they accidentally out of habit just stuck that one on there or whatever, I give them a break. But a lot of the times I'll find like it, it really helps them to rethink how they serve just because of my simple request. And, um, you know, so as they work towards that comfortability, you know, and their routine, um, yeah, it's just beneficial for them. And it's really, because you mentioned you, you work at a restaurant also. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if we were to think that way as servers, customer service representatives, you know, um, we can save our businesses money. That's somebody's right. rates, you know. And, <laughs> and no side work. Who wants to do side work? Not me. women's all day. So. Exactly. So if we're mindful as representatives of the company, but also when we dine, um, you know, we can really have that refuse work for us. Um, But yeah, so, you know, refusing items that are unnecessary. And there's so many single-use items um, that we can ban in our lives ourselves. Straw is one of them. Mm -hmm. I think I came across some information like, I don't know. It was just ridiculous the amount of straws um, that are used on this planet a year. Yeah. And, you know, I was a cocktail waitress for years, and I noticed that the majority of men don't even use straws. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming maybe it looks it's hard to look tough with a straw in your mouth. I don't know. <laughs> men just didn't like straws, you know? So right. it's just like, oh. You know, I can step, skip that effort and that forcing upon of trash. You know, and it helps, too, to even ask as a, a server, you mm-hmm. know, do you need this? Like, do you need a bag? Or, you know, just being mindful. Yes, we want to give the most excellent customer service, but people will ask if they need it. Right. Um, you know, if it's, but to ask, do you need silverware before we, you know, a lot of times restaurants just automatically pack it in there. And it's like, a lot of people are going home, you know, and they don't need that yeah. plastic cutlery. And, you know, we're sending out dollars out the door that the business really could benefit from, you know, we're yeah. sending our okay. So just, you know, refusing to give into the, the norm. Right. Let's create a new norm. Right. Because even too, I myself carry my own, uh, utensils so my I have chopsticks a fork and a spoon and a napkin and so I'll go to restaurants and they have rolled paper napkins mm-hmm. and so because I'm prepared I am actually like oh I don't need the napkin thank you yeah. you know because you go in the trash anyway so it's like I can just be ahead of the game by communicating my needs always and not get a getting uncomfortable if my server is uncomfortable with my request because they're learning something new and sometimes that it takes us off a routine, so really being patient in our refusal um, is helpful. Right. Are there 
you know that I related to that so much because um a couple times like in our restaurant we put straws in everything and <laughs> it really bothers me cuz sometimes like they like will drink this much like it's for a kids cup we give them water and we have to give them a straw in it and they'll drink this much out of the whole cup and then we have to throw the cup away and the straw um <clears throat> and you know and like I'm like wow we really could have saved this but it was cool last week I had one person asked me if we were composting, but then the other person asked me, like, hey, please don't put a straw on anything. Um, yeah, they were asking about that, and I was like, thank you, you know, like, yeah, that's a really good way to be mindful, so I'll have to put that into practice more when I'm serving. Um, just being like, really, do you need this? Like, you know. Yeah, because even, too, we can help influence the places that we work at, Yeah, you know? Because uh, you can even talk to the owner and be like, hey, can we put a sticker on the menu that says, hey, we don't offer single-use items, you know, unless upon request. That way you guys are covered, you know, because it really even too benefits the business. Like, I love going green because mm-hmm. it saves us green, you know. Right. So we're about to be kind of frugal in, uh, you know, in a lot of ways um, in reducing environmental imp- imprints. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where, are there other places in your life where you feel like you have to refuse a lot? I feel like, you know, out to eat is a lot. Um, I don't know, is like when people gives you gifts or like, is there any other place where you notice a lot of that? Um, definitely in the gift department. So it's really difficult because people, you know, (laughs) want to gift me and I'm like, I'm in a tiny home. You can't give me anything. Like give me experiences. Yeah. You know, I'll go out and eat. I'll love it. But. But yeah, so it's really, um, you know, plus I don't really want stuff. Um, right. So yeah, sometimes it comes across as like, I'm ungrateful, but I just really have to be mindful. And, you know, it's their planet too. So we should be on board together. Um, it's kind of how I feel like most, you know, most people want to gift me, know me. And so they're now learning my routine or, you know, what makes sense. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you know. For me, in the refuse department, like, I have it, you know, because I actually have a backpack that has me prepared for everything, actually. I can be shipped to China, and I will survive, you know. (laughs) But, yeah, so I've got, like, my own dishware. So even, too, like, when I go out um, to a gathering and they have Mm -hmm. paper plates, I've got my own plate and my bowl. Mm -hmm. But also, when they're not using paper plates and they're using dishes because I have my plate in my bowl my host is not washing my dishes I'm treading lightly actually everywhere I go because of my routine and my system in place but so airports are difficult you know because sometimes with health code and music festivals you know I can't just be Mm -hmm. like here's my bowl use this there's certain guidelines for things and so you know, I definitely look forward to the day I work with some of the systems to be like, okay, how do we make this work? Right. You know, um, definitely have to have that conversation um, because we can't, we, we need to come up with better practices. And a lot of these practices are used in other countries. So if they're, help, they're safe <laughs> from, yeah. you know, some of these things, then, then we should be able to also feel safe also. Like, how do we bring that safety, but environmental safety also you know the food safety and the environmental safety how do how do we get those to work together but um but yeah so those are the the only few things it's mostly food right you know, like yeah is is going to be the the number one trash thing because everything else is like something we purchase right you know but sometimes you purchase because okay so i bought a, a refurbished cell phone right mm-hmm. uh, i chose to refurbish because it the minerals that are used, all kinds of things in our electronics actually cause like the slave trade. And it's like this dirty, ugly, heartbreaking like system. We really should learn where our stuff comes from. Mm-hmm. It's not, I guess information's not there. They don't want us to, to know necessarily because right. it's saddening. And, but anyways, so I was like, yay, I'm going green and I'm buying the refurbished cell phone and I'm not contributing to any, you know, extraction of resources or whatever. And then they sent me earphones and, you know, and I'm like, no, you know, so yeah, sometimes they will 
you know, send you because I guess they think, oh, well, they need to feel like they're getting their money's worth. So right. here's this. And, you, you know, but yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's unfortunate. Sometimes we sign up for one thing and then they will give us more you know, than, than we asked for, especially a lot of times in packaging, like some of the patch packaging is really ridiculous, but you know, even if it's something that we do, uh, purchase often, mm-hmm. um, we can always write a letter to the company or to the grocery store being like, Hey, I want to continue, you know, this experience or whatever, but I need your help. Can you be smarter with your packaging or whatever? You know, we really have an influence can you know we have mm-hmm. to be if, if we're heard you know and if we all speak up together um especially then i think um you know we'll quit getting that excess unnecessary stuff that yeah that is a really good point which i think people i don't know you're you know way more about it do you think people are starting to shift in that direction where they're being more mindful of trash and um and resources and all that good stuff totally you know um and I think it depends um where what we're who we're exposing ourselves to but Mm -hmm. I definitely see like a trend people are eating better and when they're eating better then they realize oh wait a minute my food comes from the earth right and so then to make that connection of oh I need to be more mindful of the earth that's kind of a little bit of where I started to identify with waste because I was actually you know uh, paper plates, uh, you know, I, um, you know, I had kids and, um, yeah, so we were like the fun house, you know, all the neighborhood kids would hang out and it was paper plates and junk food. And then just like, Oh, wait a minute, you know, sure. You're not washing dishes, but you're trashing the planet. Right. (laughs) So I was making those connections. Um, so yeah, we're definitely, um, getting there. And I think even too, the children are just, amazing and and sharing their own voices Mm -hmm. some of them are getting it as well so it's beautiful to see the change happening and the awareness yeah they're gonna have our planet in the future so yeah so which brings to the next point oh yay Um, (laughs) yeah which is about reconnecting um because the the one thing too is we have forgotten you know that we are nature Mm -hmm. we live in box-based society now where we live in boxes we stare into boxes we eat out of boxes and so nothing is real anymore and nothing uh, from nature is you know like if you take those boxes away that's what's left is nature right it's who we are where we're from it's been doing this thing for you know millions of years now or you know whatever nature is perfect in design and we need to recognize, you know, that we need to tap back into that um, to heal ourselves um, and our and our planet, you know. Mm-hmm. And but we can reconnect in so many different ways, um, whether it be hiking or just sitting in the grass. Even if you're on your cell phone and you need that box, like, can you sit in the sunshine and sit on the earth? And- right. <laughs> allow that nature, your body to absorb that little bit of nature, even just for that moment. Right. Um, but which one of my favorite ways to connect that, that I like to suggest connecting is really gardening. Mm. You don't have to be a master. Nature kind of does her own thing. So I'm like, try it with some healthy soil and some seeds. As I mentioned earlier, you could just eat your tomato and plant your seeds and, you know, just add water and love and sun's got the rest, you know, and just start there simple and small, especially with children, having them see that growth and that relationship and that connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, gardening to me is just such a, a powerful, uh, you know, cause I am a wellness educator also. And so it's one thing that actually hits all seven dimensions of wellness, which is emotional, spiritual, environmental, occupational, intellectual, um, you know, and even financial, because if you're growing your food, you know, organic food is expensive. It is. <laughs> but, if, you know, you buy that tomato that one time, and, you know, a few months later, you've got 10 organic tomatoes, you know? How much money did you just save from that one little seed? Right. And so, um, yeah, so gardening 
is a great way to connect as well as, you know, cause then it, it's so nice because it's for all ages and, you know, capabilities, physical capabilities. So whether it be, you know, a senior in a nursing home that has, you know, some little container gardens there to mm-hmm. um, having a small child, you know, outside or together. I, I love the idea of hosting garden parties. Mm-hmm. Maybe one that we can um, do. I definitely have it on the to-do list. How do you create a garden party? Because who doesn't love parties, right? Right. And, you know, garden parties, you know, the kids could run around and play and plant, you know, little things. Um, But, you know, even the seniors, where a lot of the time seniors are like, you know, not given enough responsibility, so they lose their sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. This is like, no, you'll hurt yourself. Kind of like what we do to the child. Yeah. And, no, everyone's welcome. You know, here's these abilities and, you know, social network and joy, you know, for everyone. And gardening doesn't have to be a lot of work when it's a party. Right. You know? I... Everyone put five minutes of effort and what, you know, what can be done in those five minutes of effort if there's 20 of us, you right. know, and then have healthy potluck. Who doesn't love food? Right. So, yeah. I love that. I've never thought of a garden party before, but just... You know, the normal partying that people do is so far from that. And, like, that is just amazing. That is an amazing idea. I wish that that was the norm, you know. Yeah. Well, hopefully it will be. Right. Uh, um, You know, because as we are transitioning into a better world, like, if our food is local, not only is it loved by us and acclimated to, like, our climate, so Mm -hmm. our body... Nature is amazing, and you know the way our body responds to things. I, I even read like to germinate a seed under your tongue uh, for nine minutes before you plant it. Your DNA, the saliva from your DNA, actually mixes with the plant's DNA. So mm-hmm. when the plant grows, it is growing based upon the your saliva. And so it'll actually grow healing properties to match whatever your dynamic is. What? Like nature is pretty. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Do you do that when you plant uh, plants? I do. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I've been doing that for about three years now. But yeah, you know, it's not like it's like, oh, I'll plant a tomato and then I cure cancer. You know? Right. The, but the plant still responds to our DNA. Right. And um, yeah. That's amazing. It's not su- even surprising because nature is amazing, but oh yeah, nature's perfect. I don't know who we were that we thought we could come in and be like, no, <laughs> I'm gonna change it. <laughs> I know. I you know I realize like when I'm not traveling, just doing whatever, being outside all the time, you know, couch surfing all over the place. I feel like I'm inside. You know, I'm at work or my other job is on my computer, so I'm on my computer. And, you know, especially when it's cold, I'm inside a lot. And the thing you said about boxes, I'm just like, yes. And I actually get sad, you know. I feel disconnected and I I don't feel myself because I'm like, I'm an animal. Um, I need to be outside where animals are. Like, I need my feet in the dirt every day. All that good stuff. So I, I totally, yes, I get that. And I, I hope that that message spreads to more and more people. Yes, me too. Because, yeah, nature is amazing. Nature loves us. She's a flawless system. Because even in this whole, you know, uh, shopping and health confusion, whatever, what do I buy? Mm-hmm. It's like if you notice, you know, everything that comes from nature can almost be package-free. It's right. in its own degradable packaging. So if it's a tomato or a banana or, you know, there's so many items that – when nature provides, she was brilliant on the packaging, but she was brilliant in how our body's going to understand exactly what to do with it. Right, right. When a package and it's a little bit more processed, and our body's like, wait, what? What do yeah. I do with this spaghetti noodle? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> My stomach's like, nope, that did not mix well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So finding a good balance always in all these areas, like, you know, sometimes the package is worth it. Don't try so hard to do the right thing that you lose your, lose your lust for life. Mm-hmm. Life is to be enjoyed. And so just recognizing that we could do what we can, you know, and, you know, slowly creating that habit so it doesn't seem overwhelming, I think, is right. something that's important for us to recognize as well. Right. Does it just, I'm sh- I, I think I know the answer, but does it feel like just 
part of your normal life now. Like, you know, these things, you're just mindful of them. And, um, cause I'm just relating this to like me learning about veganism and animal rights and things like that. At first I'm like, Oh, there's so much to learn and be mindful of. And like, you know, you ask people at restaurants and at first you're nervous, like when you have to ask, does this have dairy in it or whatever? But then you're like, oh, I got this, you know, and it becomes your norm. You know, and it does become your norm. Like, you know, because I started out at first too, like being that, you know, my daughter, my teenage daughter was just, oh, I can't take you anywhere. Cause yeah. I'm like, well, you're here. And so I've realized now, um, that I could communicate with my server, and instead of being the picky vegan, because I'm also gluten-free, yeah. <laughs> so instead of the picky consumer, I just politely say, so I have a lot of dietary restrictions, mm-hmm. so if you can help me on this. That way there's right. a little bit more compassion uh, for my well-being instead of, oh, she's picky, but right. I can also pick a part of menu like nobody's business because I was actually a, a raw vegan for a year wow. so trying to do that in social situations is like impossible but it's like oh in a Mexican restaurant like guacamole is raw vegan right you know? you know so I can actually like scan through a menu and be like oh there was tomatoes on this and they have olives on that and you know then they have quinoa and so sometimes right. you know ask the server you know, hey, I have all these food allergies. Can you help me? You know, I know if this combination will work together, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and so a lot of the times they'll do that or, you know, sometimes I get some amazing chef surprises also. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it's an adventure for sure. But, yeah, you know, just it becomes second nature to be like, you know, because an airport is difficult. Yeah, you know, so much trash there, and but yeah, so you know, just definitely, it has become my lifestyle for so long. It, it doesn't, you know, I mean, even in my community, but (laughs) even in my sorry, uh, even in my community, like people know me, and so they're like, oh, there's the new trash girl, you know, so they don't give me the fork with the napkin, they don't, you know, and um, ah. Yeah, so it definitely, you know, after a moment of creating the routine, it's, it just becomes your lifestyle, and so right. it's ah, super easy. And it benefits everyone, too. I mean, all of us. Your choices affect me. Mine affect you. Um, you know, they all affect our planet, our future, and things like that. So that is so cool to hear about. Mm-hmm. So also, thank you for doing that and, and sharing that with us. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, hopefully we can spread it like a little fire. Because <laughs> I know I'll definitely, definitely want to be more mindful and, and things like that. Um, it got dark here, and I had a couple questions written down. Now I can't read them because it's dark. Um, but the last kind of questions that I really wanted to ask you was give you a chance, which you've already gone over a lot, but if you really wanted to summarize it for us... Um, why you think we should all be learning about this? I mean, if you think that, like, why is this so important? Yeah, um, why is it so important? And I think going back to it's our roots and who we are, like, connecting to nature. Mm-hmm. And the more connected to nature we are, the less harm we're going to have on our body and our planet. And so that being, like, the simplest way to, for us to recognize, like, the R's, like, wait a minute is it nature? You know, what's the best way? But, um, you know, it's important, like for our children, it's important for humanity. Um, and the, the animal, you know, you know, we share this planet Mm -hmm. with almost 8 billion people and the plants and the animals, you know, it's not just us and my lifestyle and what I enjoy. It's us. I am sharing this space. So it's important that I'm aware of, the the trail that I might lead or that we, you know, can leave on this, this planet. And, you know, my mother taught me to leave things better than you found it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was kind of a, a good thing for me to experience growing up. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. If I borrow someone's car, I'll clean it or leave extra, you know, gas or, right. you know, whatever. You know, even in a hotel room, it's funny because people are like, why are you cleaning the hotel room? That's what the maid's for. And I'm like, can I not give someone a moment off? 
Right. Do I want to not make someone's day, you know? And yes, I'll leave them a tip too. Right. I can, I can make the world a better place by leaving things better than I found it, you know, whether it be people or the planet or, you know, all kinds of things. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, you know, we can play a major role in spreading the love and the joy and uh, reducing our imprint, you know, for, for future generations and for all that we share this planet with. Yes. Yes. Oh, so excited to have this conversation so thank you um for sharing all that and so anyone who really loved this episode like I already did just this conversation um Angie's gonna be on here a couple more times so we can talk about this in different parts of our lives and I believe next time we said that you would tell us a story about your travels oh okay yeah possibly Uh Yes, um, I would definitely love to share um, my travels, and um, but healthy travel is something yes. that's so, um, so yeah, we could definitely talk about both, because that's one of the things that I do whenever I travel, mm-hmm. is I try to find wellness experiences. Right. Um, in the world where we can, you know, be a little healthier, you know, we have this mindset that healthy sucks, mm-hmm. and healthy sucks, you're doing it wrong. Right. Yes. Healthy is just a different way to enjoy life. So how do we find these experiences? And one option is through travel. And there's culinary travel and cultural, um, you know, tourism and, uh, you know, different types of sustainable tourism, agritourism, where we can have that connection to nature. But there's so many ways for us to have fun enjoy life, you know, while having, you know, just a vacation experience. And so we don't have to commit to the whole thing, but, you know, because a lot of times too, people think of health as, oh, I have to quit my favorite thing or, oh, now I'm going to be at the gym for two hours. And it's like, you don't have to go to the gym, go dancing. Like, what is it you enjoy? Right. You know? Pop those headphones in. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, just... How do you find those uh, travel destinations? And uh, I was recently in Costa Rica, and so I found one of those uh, destinations, and it was really beautiful. So, yeah, I definitely want to talk about wellness travel and and my trip to Costa Rica next time. Yes, that would be amazing. Um, and so, listeners, you can keep that in mind to look forward to next time. Um, is there any social media that you want people to have of yours? Um, I know you, you mentioned that video of your tiny house that I'd love to put in the bio. Is there anything else you'd like to share with people where they can find your programs or whatever? Sure. I do have kind of under construction, but, uh, it definitely houses some of my projects. Um, it's called the love and happiness project.org. And so it has like some great tips and, you know, different shopping experiences or, you know, music festival um, experiences, you know, kind of kitchen in a suitcase, all kinds of different, a few videos. But yeah, uh, it's definitely under me, but you can find some stuff, some valuable information there for sure. Okay. Yes. I will share that link in the bio so that people can see more of what you're doing and learn more about this. Yay. And you know what? I'm also on Facebook. Okay. And, uh, so, uh, Angie Fernandez Taos, and I usually pop up. Okay. And, uh, yeah, because I like to share a lot of inspirational things there as well. Yes, I love having you on my Facebook because you always do the trash free treat of the day or on yeah. Instagram. And I'm like, nice. yes, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. There's, nice. Thank you. Yeah, there's so much stuff on the internet, but like when I see yours, I always feel good. And I always feel like I'm learning a little bit of something. So. Yay. That's really nice. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I'll give people all your information, and they can catch you next time. Yeah, well, and thank you, and thanks for sharing yourself and important issues with the world. Yeah, you got it. Keep on going